This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Oh, thank you. I'm going to ask you to sit down in a while. Just wait. Uh, we, are, we just want to do something briefly. Psalm 126. The Bible says, When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Mm, say amen. So there are miracles that can look like you are dreaming. Things can happen that can look like you are dreaming. Verse 2. Then was our mouth filled with what? Shout the word. <laughs> yeah, some are already practicing it. <laughs> Hallelujah. And our tongue with singing. Wow. Then said they among the eating, the Lord has done great things for them. Mm. Verse 3. The Lord has done great things for us. We are we are glad. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth weeping, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless woo, come again with rejoicing. You know, faith, Hebrews 11, is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. That means when you are operating by faith, you act as if it is so. Because it is so, then it will become so. Did you get that? So faith says, let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. And God, the Bible says, without faith, Hebrews 11 says, it is not difficult. It is impossible to please God. Now, Psalm 126 Later, the guy started praying, that, okay, oh Lord, turn our captivity. But he started talking like it was turned already. Because he was making a statement of faith. Now, the Bible says, and I told the leader this morning, God's word is a two-edged sword. One edge this way, one edge this way. That's why thy will be done on that as it is in heaven. Two-edged sword. Now, the Bible says, our mouth is filled with laughter. Our tongue is filled with singing. For many parts of the world, the church of Jesus Christ, we have always obeyed the second part. Our tongues are always filled with singing. But our mouth, hardly. There is no service in Nigeria, in America, in Europe, anywhere where people don't sing. That is one edge of the sword. But we don't follow the other edge. The Bible says our mouth is filled with laughter. That means God does not want to hear us sing only. He wants to hear us laugh as well. Can somebody laugh this morning? Look around. Some are still finding it difficult to do. Ah! 
<laughs> Hallelujah. You know, some are not used to laughing. But we just read it in the word. If you are used to singing and we are not used to laughing. Now, the Bible says, then said among the hidden. That means when we laugh and we sing, then things begin to happen that the hidden will say, God has done something for them. Now, normally, supposed to be the Lord has restored our captivity. Because he has restored it, so we are singing and laughing. In fact, the Bible puts laughter first. We are laughing and singing. But because we are a people of faith, and faith calls the things that be not. So, in, so <laughs> is somebody with me? So we start by laughing and singing, and as we do so, captivities are being restored and returned back. Then the people are saying the Lord has done great things for them. Because as we laugh and sing, great things are happening in our life. Can I give somebody an opportunity again? <laughs> Don't stop laugh. Some are still struggling. They are <laughs> oh, hallelujah. You see... <laughs> Glory to God. That was what God was trying to tell Mama Sarah. As God came down and he said that by this time next year, according to the time of life, Sarah will have a son. And the Bible said that Sarah heard it and she laughed. Now, she didn't know that that was the response God wanted. So God, God didn't get to, God just asked Abraham now, why did Sarah laugh? And she denied, said, ah, Amy, I didn't laugh. Oh. And God said, No, you laugh. God said, Don't change it. You laugh. We need that laughter. You laugh. For you to know that she got the message later. When she gave back to the son, she called him Isaac. For God has given me, and everyone who hears will laugh with me. That word will laugh with me initially. She, so, in, so, in other words, she was saying that. God gave me this boy because I was laughing. And anyone who hears about the testimony, they will laugh as well. That was why God said, God didn't say no. That was why God did not punish her by, she was trying to lie. God said, no, you laugh, you laugh. Leave it like that. You laugh. When I speak, I wanted you to laugh. When I spoke it, I expected you to laugh. Now that you have laughed, don't change it. <laughs> Abraham is not going to beat you or get angry with you. Don't change it. Hallelujah. Your laughter is producing something this morning. Can somebody laugh again? I want to do it for one minute. I'm watching you laugh, 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 laugh. It doesn't make sense to a natural man. It doesn't make sense to a natural man. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, you know, the Bible says, with joy you shall draw water out of the well of salvation. Next week is Thanksgiving service. It's going to be awesome. Now, <laughs> two things. Come early.
because it's just one service. You know how second service is like already. You can't, so it's just one service. Now come ready to see. Now, so what I've just shared with you. Have your seat. Thank you. God bless you. I, mm, hallelujah. See, God's methods, they are different from men's method. God's wisdom is foolishness to a cannabis. First Corinthians 1. Let's read. First Corinthians 1. Hallelujah. Verse 22. For the Jews. Mm. Or oh, let's start from verse 20. Or oh, let's start from 19. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. When the wisdom of God is at work, it rubbishes all other wisdom. For after the manner, after that, in the wisdom of God, the word by wisdom knew not God. He pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block, and to the Greeks foolishness. I have seen, especially in the days of social media, how people try to make Christianity to make sense. It cannot make sense. Christianity is never designed, God did not design it to make sense. So after you've gone to Yale and Harvard and you've read and you're seeking for a Christian to make, you will miss God when you're looking for a Christian that makes sense. A virgin conceived does not make sense. So it's never God. <laughs> Hallelujah. That somebody died on the cross 2,000 years ago and the whole world will be saved by that does not make sense. So the Bible said the Greek required for a sign and the Greek wisdom. Most of the philosophers in their support came from, uh, they were Asian Greek men, as a matter of uh, when it comes to, or in those days, in terms of poetry, they were better than every other person. They could use words very well. They had ability to use words, to speak parables, and to use philosophical stuff. More than any other, when the Romans captured the Greeks, the Greeks civilized Roman world through their literatures and what they wrote. They were captured as slaves. But they brought their poem, they brought their books, they brought their philosophy, everything. They brought it into the Roman Empire, and the Roman Empire was actually converted by the Greeks. So that's why you have the New Testament of the Bible written in Greeks. So from quite a number of them, Aristotle, Socrates, and all of them, most of them actually, Plato and the rest of them, you know, the, the Greek language up till now is the richest language. For every word you read in English word, it's a, for instance, the Bible will use the word, lovest thou me more than this. When Jesus said to Peter, do you love me more than this? Jesus spoke Greek, not English. When he said, do you love me more than this? He said it three times. English puts it, do you love me more than this? Do you love me more than this? Do you love me more than this? Jesus actually used three different words when he was talking about lovest thou me more than this. Because love in English is love. In Greek, it can mean about five things. There is philo, there is illos, there is agape, there is, um, and then you have them like that. And they don't have the same meaning. So when you say to a Jewish man or a Greek man that I love you, he wants to know which one are you talking about. Because it can have different meanings. It's a very rich language. So the Bible said that they were looking for wisdom. He said, but we preach Christ. Mm. Hallelujah. Okay. Um, 
I will get into what I really want to say, second service, but this is just an. We've been talking about the wisdom of God, right? Okay. Verse 24. But unto them that are called, both Jews and Greek, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. That means there are steps that God will take. They will appear foolish. Yet, it is the wisdom of God. Now, I stopped on Sunday saying that the highest demonstration or um, nobody can get to the end of God's wisdom. But we function and flow in it. More and more, the more we fellowship with the Lord or the more we have understanding of the things of the Spirit. So, I said, remember where we started from. There are different types of wisdom. There is ordinary wisdom. So in James chapter 3, let's read verse 15. That would be a good place to, to start from today. James 3, 15. Oh, I'm missing my story. I hope they'll fix it before second service, please. James 3, when I read directly, it helps me. When I'm reading inside, it slows me down a bit. And um, You know, this morning, I did not know that Till I go to church, just don't come to me that my clothes, no button here. You know, I use lapel mic and I put it. I don't use handed mic. So 10 minutes to the service, I just realized that there's nothing, nowhere to put the mic. And it, it was too late to change. Maybe I will change for second service. I don't know because I'm managing this one. I'm not very used to uh, handheld mic. Okay. James 3.15. This wisdom descended not from above but it is earthly sensual and devilish earthly sensual and devilish there is earthly wisdom sensual wisdom devilish wisdom first corinthians 2 9 where were we last week just a bit into what we you know we, we please if we we're not here last, last week get the message we said a lot i don't want to go into but i will just take this one from me first corinthians 2 Hallelujah. Verse 6. Albeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to nothing. So there is the wisdom of this world. There is the wisdom of the prince of this world. Now in James, there is a wisdom that is earthly. There is a wisdom that is sensual, sense knowledge. There is a wisdom that is devilish, that is higher. Are you with me? So, James arranged them. But then he said, the wisdom from above. That should be 16 or 17. So, there is earthly wisdom. There is sensual wisdom. There is devilish wisdom. And there is a wisdom that is from above. There is a natural wisdom. That is the basic. And the first, the foundation. You will not need to teach a child. Where to put something like food? He's going to put it in his mouth, not in his ear. Earthly wisdom. As you grow in life, there are things that will come to you naturally. Nobody tells a child by a manual that one day you need to start trying to walk, stumble, fall, and walk. It comes to them naturally. Earthly wisdom. When earthly wisdom is mastered very well, it has numerous advantages and it is good. But then there is a sense, sensual wisdom. Another one. The more you read, the more intelligent you become. But intelligence is not spiritual wisdom. It has its place. Knowledge is important. 
You cannot be an ignorant person. So the more you read, the more knowledge you have. And if you are grace in applying your knowledge correctly, you will have a measure of control over life. The whole idea of prosperity or anything at all, uh, knowledge, is ability to control. So areas where their med medicine is ahead of other nations can enjoy uh, more benefits of health than other nations. So there are villages. If people have as simple as typhoid, they might die because they might not have treatment for it. But if you're in a place like Lagos, typhoid is not a problem, malaria is not a problem, easily they can test you and say, what is wrong with you? In the days of our forefathers, in the olden days, if they had an outbreak of disease, they would say the gods were angry and they would start making sacrifices. I get what I'm saying. So wisdom and knowledge at the sensual level can help, can bless. You can know so much. And the more you know, actually, the more you are able to control life. So the life of a very intelligent person, very knowledgeable person, is better than that of an illiterate. You know how to what to do with your money in terms of savings. You understand the economy of your nation and how to position yourself, even though most professors are not rich anyway. Because there is also a part of the earthly wisdom that says that the race is not to the swifts. The battle is not to the strong. Do you know that all the, the private universities in Nigeria, there is none owned by a professor? Because the race is not to the swift. It is true. The Bible says time and chance. Time, at least I don't know of any. They are either owned by a church, owned by some uh, big businessmen in town. If there's anyone, maybe, but I don't know. There might be, but I don't know. The popular ones I know, they are owned by individuals, article has one, some judges are they, they are owned by Elizabeth has one, the owner of Toyota, uh, so Chivadeo Joe, and people like that, they have investors. But I don't know of any scholar. I don't know. Maybe there's one. I don't I don't know the private investors. I only know very few. Nowadays, the number is multiplying. And some of them are just there. Um, they are not popular. They might not be popular. Because once somebody starts something, every other person will start doing it. Sometimes I'm driving and then you see this land belongs to church also for their university site. It becomes of winners at Babcock and McDonald Catholic. If it's not your vision, you will copy others, you'll be frustrated. A lecturer whose name I don't want to mention, somebody is, is, is right there at the service watching me now telling me about where lectures, they are looking for students desperately. Why, where are some attorney students back they have tried to reduce tuition fees in private university and they are looking for students, looking for students. Because sometimes, anyway, that's not my... Um, woman beings love to copy. Whatever you do through creativity, you can only enjoy it for one or two years. In Nigeria, it can be shorter. Because after that, everybody will copy what you have just done. If you take film industry to another level, you will be, your film will be highly rated. But after that, every other person will move to that level. For the new generation of banks, one of them started for so putting ACs. If you remember the olden days, days of Savannah and all those Union Bank of old, when you almost suffocate inside bank. But some people came to change the game. And now all banks are like that. Even the old Savannah is no more like old Savannah. It's dead now. Union is still alive. Okay. I'm sorry for mentioning this. So let the owners not get angry and be like, why is he talking about our bank? <laughs> Savannah is a wonderful bank. Okay, so. 
or in these days it was a wonderful bank. Are you are you are you following me? Mm. Oh, thank you, Father. But the Bible said the wisdom that is from above. So, Apostle Paul started saying, when the wisdom of God is at work, he said he catches the wise in their own craftiness. And he makes foolishness. He makes their wisdom to look like pure foolishness. Because the wisdom of God is the highest form of wisdom. It's not only higher than other wisdom, it destroys other wisdom. I get what I'm saying. God is too big to be compared. So when he shows up between with his own wisdom, you don't say this is a higher wisdom. No. You say this is the only wisdom. That's why it's called the only wise God. Are you getting what I'm saying? So the wise men, they were wise men. They could not tell the king of Babylon the meaning of his dream. I am, what I've been sharing is what will be happening to everybody here. Because like never before, the world needs interpreters. You might not be the MD. Not everybody will lead something. But every leader needs somebody to listen to. Joseph was not the king. But the king re re relied on the interpretation of the dream and the recommendations that he made. Daniel was not the king. But Babylon functioned by what Daniel brought to the table. And this is what the Lord is doing nowadays. There are so many people listening to me. I prophesy in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord that a time will come, your idea will be what they discuss on UN table. And it is what they accept. Now, one of the things you should never do as a Christian is to look down on what the Spirit of God can achieve through you as a mortal man. Are you with me? Believe me sincerely, all the policies in the world have been drafted by some people. They didn't come by angels. Whether you say UNESCO, UNICEF, UNN, UN, any kind, anything you talk about, human beings, mortal people draft their policies for them. And it's going to be I see God doing great things in your life. Second service, I want to talk about. So, now let me just stop here. Second, I, I want to stop here. Colossians 2 3. We'll start 2 2 and 2 3. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We want to hear. He's here to worship you. Can you give me Colossians 2 3? The one you say is here to give you praise. You are the air I breathe. Oh Lord, you are. In whom? Let's start from verse 2. This is talking about Jesus Christ. Please, again, I want to say those who are coming here, you will not understand where we are coming from. We have looked at Daniel. We have looked at Solomon. We have looked at a man called the king, the prince of Tyros to demonstrate how powerful demonic wisdom can be. If you don't know what it is, if you don't know how big uh, something that you can quantify is, you might not be able to accurately describe what is bigger than that. If you want to say something is bigger than something, you have to know that something first before you know how big something that is big. If I say a plane is bigger than a car. If you have never seen a plane before, you have never seen a car before, you don't have an idea what I'm talking about. 
So if for you to know how big, if I say a lion is bigger than a dog, you have to know how big a dog is first. Then you have an idea of, okay, if a dog is this big and you are saying a lion is bigger, then it gives you a, an idea of how big a lion can be. You don't get what I've just said now. So we went through all this wisdom one by one to understand. Even among basic wisdom, people can get to the highest level of it. There was no record that uh, Ahitophel had the spirit of wisdom. Ahitophel was extremely intelligent to the point that the Bible says, if you talk with Ahitophel, you will sound like somebody who just inquired from God. Some people can carry their wisdom to that level, but he's still under the level one of wisdom. You know, man cannot fly, but some men can jump very far. You get what I've just said now. Hallelujah. I'm saying that among what is common, there are still levels. Did you get what I've said? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So, human beings are not as tall as, let's say, uh, a giraffe. But among human beings, people don't have equal heights. So, there are 5.6, 5.9. I have seen 6.6 before. Some are extremely tall. The same thing among basic wisdom is not at the same level. Some have deeper wisdom than others, but it's still at the level of basic wisdom. Among demonic wisdom, also there are ranks. They call them wise men in Egypt because they understood more than ordinary men. So every time something happened to Pharaoh, we call them, just come, come, come. They were men that could shuttle between the spirit and the physical. And they could bring answers at that level. That is deeper than what you can't read that one in a book. So I said last week, spirit of wisdom can come from God or from Satan. There is an endowment that Satan gives also that makes a man sharper than a natural man. And it's not what you can read in a book. When it is spirit, it's at the level of possession. It's not from the brain, it's from the spirit. They ask you a question, it comes from... <laughs> you can be so good at what you do by training. When it becomes at the level of a possession, it happens without you thinking. We have ministered to somebody for that lying spirit was operating in. Not every liar is possessed. Not everybody. I think we have prayed for one guy before also that a spirit entered him to always have sex. Except women with the spirit of God in them. It became irresistible to every kind of, all kinds of women, including married women. Their eyes were clear only after having sex with him. And he himself would sit down on the floor and be crying. He just didn't know what was happening. If he was close to anybody, that was a demonic endowment. And you look at the guy, no answer, no nothing. Samson had the spirit of might. That spirit, <laughs> Samson was not a macho man. I've seen some trying to draw something with a man with muzzle. What he did, muzzle cannot do. They surrounded him overnight one day. He told the gate, you know, the, the meaning of the gate of a city. In those days, you were limited to your defense by how big your walls and your city. The gate of a city in those days could be longer than this entire auditorium. So not the kind of gate that we have here, small, small gates. Because your life depended on it. Your enemy should come in, that's the end. 
So you will mount the gate to heaven. Samson put it on his shoulder and he was walking. <laughs> The soldiers that came to arrest him, when they saw that, they just went back to their house. If you were doing what would you do? Those soldiers must be Nigerian. They get sense. 500 of you are there to arrest one man, and before your eyes, he uprooted the gates. And they put it on the show, and he's walking. <laughs> I will tell my girl, my girl. <laughs> you know I love you right here. <laughs> Go arrest him yourself. Wisdom is profitable to direct. They don't let the guy alone. The spirit of might. And I read on Wednesday. According to Isaiah 11, there are different manifestations of the spirit of God. When they say an anointing is operating, the anointing can be for healing. It can be for soul winning, evangelistic anointing. It can be for prophecy. That is why when the anointing comes on you, if it comes on 17 of you, he might not produce the same result or lead all of you in the same direction. So if Jesus put his anointing on 17 people this morning now, somebody might be a prophet, somebody might be an evangelist, somebody might be a teacher, anointing, but it is operating differently. Did you get that? So among the spirit of God, Samson did not have the spirit of wisdom. No wonder Delilah was asking him stupid questions and he kept answering. Where's your power? When you converse with the devil, when you put a comma where God has put a full stop, you are going to get into trouble. Mother Eve entered trouble by talking to those who like to. See, this is why when I was in the rest of Ibadan, by the time some guys will start questioning the Bible, all I just do for them is just to pray for them. I don't. When people begin to ask questions and start, they open the door. Not that we don't ask questions if we seek to know. But if you are asking to prove a point that you see, I, I don't argue with some people. Yeah. We just begin to intercede for them. So the devil started talking to Eve. And the Bible said that all of a sudden, she had been in the garden, we don't know for how many, the Bible didn't tell us. The fruit of the tree never looked good unto her until after a conversation with the devil. When I talk, I deviate a bit. When you know a relationship is wrong, stop it and move away. When you keep calling and you keep talking, you will go back to it. A man got born again one time. And he put a tobacco, it used to be a chain smoker, I put it at the doorpost, the lintel of his house. And the lintel, not the, but put it up there. And he started telling all his friends that when I used to smoke, this used to be my favorite tobacco, this type. He will show them, he will put it by, he will show them. One day, Peter, and he said, I remember when I used to smoke this. I would do like this. And he began to smoke again. And that was how he started again. The Bible says, flee from all appearances of evil. You don't stay. See, the people who tempt people with money, they understand this. One guy was talking to me one day and he said, it's in Abuja, how they tempt you with money. They wait till 1 a.m. They pull the powers that be. They wait till 1 a.m. and they will bring 350 million. It's always cash. Because you can see cash. Check, check might not do the job. And of course, because of security and because of AFC, they won't use check. So they will bring cash to your house and they'll bring it in the middle of the night. The idea is for you to have a night with the money. That's where you know that money can talk. And they will send the soldier. So when you tell the soldier at the gate that I don't want, he will tell you, soldiers obey the last command that my Oga told me to bring it here. You have my Oga's number. Call my Oga. If he tells me to come and pick it, I'll come. I cannot disobey my Oga and obey you, so he will drop it. And that's how soldiers are truly. He can't say no to his Oga, say yes to you and say no, no, he can't do that. So he will drop it. 
So you will start thinking, okay, I will call the other to come and pick him. But you see, in the nights, oh, thou shalt hear a voice. Except God has done a work in your heart. Then you start, as supposing I take I don't do what they ask me to do. You have started. The person who was telling me, his brother, so that it happened to, he didn't sleep from 1 a.m. till 4 a.m. He was looking at 350 million era cash. It came at a time when he was struggling to pay his children's school fees abroad. They are abroad. And he said, the money was talking. Why don't you share it among your friends to help you start to pay it to an account and you travel out tomorrow night and run away? But can you really run? He said, thoughts were coming. He couldn't believe that. What? God had to use his wife. We are returning it. That's what we are doing. Nothing else. We are returning it. Thank God for a good wife. <laughs> Hallelujah. So they returned it. They returned it with tears. They don't have 50 million came to our house. All we have in our bank account is about 7 million. They don't have 50 and we returned it. That's a Christian. Some other Christian will just glorify God. <laughs> oh, no, no, thank you. And they will pay tithes to make it look clean. Giving tithes cannot undo the wickedness we have done. If you are corrupt, you are corrupt. You and your tithes. I get what I'm saying. Yes, but that's what people will do. They will pray and give a little to the poor. You are trying to ease your conscience. You are trying to negotiate with your conscience. Not to feel bad about what you have done. You don't negotiate with your conscience. You will repent what you should repent. And you say no what you should say no to. Period. Oh dear Lord Jesus, I have to stop here. Are you, are you with me? I was going to read. Okay. <laughs> Let's just read the, fish, uh, uh, the Colossians 2. This is where I want to start from second service. And I want to talk about how do we assess the wisdom that is from above. So there is an earthly wisdom. There is a sensual wisdom. There is a demonic wisdom. The wisdom from above is another for it's called Eden wisdom. Or then for our glory. Child. Colossians 2.2 2. Their hearts might be knit together in love unto all riches, full assurance, of understanding to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God, the Father, and of Christ. Everybody shout the word Christ. Next verse. In whom I hid. Hey, I explained to you last week. The Bible did not say Jesus, in whom I hid or Bible says Christ. Christ means the anointed one and his anointing. I will start next service. That means inside the anointing of Christ, the anointing. Inside the anointed one are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. If Christ is in a believer and the Bible says in Christ are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Why is it that not every Christian, not even up to 10% are yet walking in this supernatural wisdom? When you study the word of God, pay attention. The Bible says in him, treasures. Treasures are not found on the surface. The wisdom is in you because the anointing, Christ, the anointed one lives in you. But it is not, even though it's in Christ, it's not on the surface. It is hid as a treasure. How do we bring out this treasure? That's what I want. So, second, I'm going to look at Solomon, Daniel, and Joseph. 
there is rising. There is an army rising now. I believe. They say there's no hope for Nigeria again. They say people in the world, uh, people in the church, I don't believe a situation is beyond God's control. He ceases to be God. Did they look down and he says that even me, I am hopeless. This is why the church of Jesus Christ cannot be poor. And it's annoying people. They believe that when something happens in, in the nation, the day God says to a Christian, ah, why are you asking me for you? Why are you sending your request to? Don't you know that even in heaven we are depressed here? That kind of God is not worth worshipping. The one that was talking to him, that lies talking of his, so I asked him a question. Are you saying that a situation can happen in the country that will affect God? He said, that's not what I said. So what are you saying? If it does not affect God, are you saying that God cannot move because Nigeria is down? He said, well, nobody's saying that. Then is he is God. He is God. He can make road in the wilderness. He can make rivers. I say this to the glory of God. See, it all comes to, I said, the wisdom that is from above. At the beginning of the pandemic, because we did not expect, we just paid some millions. And by the way, we're going to do, I will talk about for, for, for some things. Annual conference ended January. We had a meeting in Abeokuta. My division God gave me for Abeokuta City. Attended by over 6,000 people. And by the time we tap on Sema, we not attended by Sandosi. By the time we finished in Abeokuta, church account was, though the church gave a little, individuals gave more. My partners, my friends outside the church. But because we had annual conference in January, we had a lot of meetings. By the time the pandemic happened, but I, I'm going to hope we get to this. Bible says that we speak wisdom among them. Say not a confederacy to what they call a confederacy. Don't speak the way others speak. By the time the pandemic started, we were low in cash as a church. The first command, the first instruction God gave me, many of you are aware, and the church makes a mistake, which we should not be doing. I see it on TBN, I see it on Daystar. They, it's common in America. They show the pictures and the video of children of the poor that you are giving to. Let me tell you the truth. You can announce your tithe. You can announce your gift. You can announce a seed you want to. The one you are not permitted to announce by the Bible is any help you render to another man, especially a man that cannot meet your need, that cannot reciprocate. Any help, you are not permitted to announce it. Jesus said that when you do charity, your left hand, social media is pushing a lot of Christian churches to start announcing because they have said that pastors have jets. I don't even know how many pastors. There are over 20,000 pastors in Nigeria. Those who have jets are not up to 10. And they say pastors have... You know, that's how they talk. Say they. Private jets in Nigeria are over 1,000 private jets. Only 6 or 7 pastors have jets. The rest of the people are not pastors. But you see, that's how they talk. People don't talk about the fact that you are spending money when you are going to a beer parlor, a party. No matter how you give in a party, nobody talks. It is when it comes to church. It's unfortunate. And I don't blame them. It's the people of the church that they have opened, you know, they, they uh, so... There's someone in the president's office. Anytime a pastor talks against the situation of the country, we answer them. But then somebody from the north, their eminent person spoke and is here to answer. Answer him now. And understand that Jesus Christ is the only one you can abuse and get away with. That is what is happening. It is that soft nature of Christ that believers are taking advantage of. It is true. Yeah. You will have not seen one Buddhist who does a video attacking, so their monks are perfect, right? Doing a video and attacking other monks, like some of our pastors will do. You do a video, you go on Adebo, you go on everybody. You don't see that in other places. Christianity, honestly, if not that was called by God, this thing, they, are, they, are, they, they, are, they, they, they create sorrow in my heart. Now, why are we like this? That one is a Christian somewhere in Abuja. He, he answers any pastor that he will answer. 
Nigeria is like the short top. There's nothing wrong with Nigeria. But then an eminent northern has spoken and he has no answer. He can't answer that one. In that way, and look at this thing. At the beginning of the pandemic, the Lord spoke. And he said, all the poor people in the church, all the, there's no poor people among them, those who are low on cash. He said, help. So I said, I, I sent a message to all the household captains. How many household captains are here? Can I see your hand? Hold up. Thank you so much. You remember? Is this true? Send the names of anybody in your center who doesn't have money, especially family people. By the time we transfer 10, 20,000, 10, 20,000, 10, 20, in some cases, we get some people 50,000. By the time we transferred, the account went zoo. But in two, three weeks, in the midst of pandemic, we had more money as a church than before the pandemic. It is called the wisdom of God. Once he has spoken, I have no adjustment to make. He said, take care of those in your midst who don't have enough. We were not even sure. Now, the church, I don't know whether, I don't know how many people are on our payroll, the staff, maybe like 12, 15 or so, I don't know how many people, the, the staff. So, the account department called me and they were like, ah, we don't know how long this thing we, we had. Now, nobody's coming to church office. Every moment, grander, since they are not coming, they are not paying transportation. Let's give everybody half of the salary. We only did that the first month. After the first month, I called everybody. I said, no, give everybody full salary. Jesus is able to take care of his church. And all other months, we refuse to cut again. Give everybody. How long did the pandemic last for? See, wealth for a Christian is more than your ability. It is supernatural. Some pastors called me during the break and they said they needed help. I helped the few I could, but I get a little careful at I share this secret with people. Because people will listen, but they might not understand. I have said it before. When believers follow what is written in the Bible, all of us, the Bible didn't promise I will be billionaires and millionaires, but the Bible promised to take care of your need. That is the truth. When we have a leaders meeting this morning, one of the leaders, she shared a powerful testimony. She works in multinational, and then, you know, she, she did this exam one of the most expensive in the country that she went to rights 11 times. She did the test, preparing for the exam. She failed all 11 times. On the exam day, she was turned back because she did not bring her passport and all those things and the rest. But they helped her. They told her, okay, go and bring it and everything. She didn't know what she, she wrote her best, but her best was nothing. And then she just got the result and she, and she passed it. We received that testimony every now and then. When we have leaders meeting, every morning when we pray before service, we record miracles already even before the service. Every Sunday. God has never told a man a lie. I told the leaders that I might say that I didn't even remember until I'm saying this now. On Friday, let me tell you this. When the Spirit speaks and you respond, most importantly, that is why you have your Bible in your house. It's not for decoration. When you pledge to obey what is written, and you don't let fear, fear move you. Then you see what will happen. You cannot move with the strength of an ordinary man. You have to step up by the Spirit. We speak wisdom. I said the highest, the way it comes is that you are led. When you obey the leading of the Holy Spirit, you are functioning under the wisdom of God. 
And it's a supernatural wisdom. It's a supernatural wisdom. All of you, those who were here with me, were using big treats Agidigbe before. The good thing about some of our testimony, we have non-Christians involved who can confirm it. The owner of Big Treats called Pamela. Big Treats that you see around. Chinese restaurant. She's not a Christian. She's a Buddhist. She's a Chinese. But she will testify. Because she was a witness. Big Treats wanted two years. Six million per year for the floor we're using then. We're about to come in two years. We only have three million. I said, George, we are, we are on Blue Pier. I told you, so I wanted to leave Blue Pier. And I saw this space that could sit about 400, 400 people. Between you and your dream, there always be like a gulf. That gulf will be fixed by a step of faith. Between you and the other side, it will always be. We knew we needed the hall. We also saw that the hall was strategically located. So we're going to help us. But they said six million per year and two years minimum. Agency and everything, 15 million. And in the wisdom of God, he said, tell them, sometimes you don't need more than what you have already. I was looking for, I spoke, spoke to the old church. All we could put together was about four million. And I said, I see, I can't force anything. There's nothing we can do. We tried our best. My son and my wife almost gave her all. I said, that's all we can do. The Lord said, I didn't ask you to put pressure on the people. What you have is enough. Then he told me the parable of the five blows and two feet. If the anointing comes, the spirit of wisdom... He said, tell the agent to tell the woman, six million a year is equal to 500,000 a month. Our problem is that we don't have money in a lump sum, but we can always pay you. Many of you, there are things you want to do. They ask you to bring the old money. Favor at times will work in such a way that they will allow you to pay at your home the way it is convenient for you. So I told the agent, I tell the woman, we'll pay the first four months, which is two million. After the fourth month, we start paying every month. <laughs> the agent laughed. Even me, I laughed. Because it sounded ridiculous. They asked him for two. Somebody brought money for one year. The woman turned and said, I want two years. You are asking for monthly payment in Lagos. That's it. The man said, Oga, Lekoi. House rent monthly in Lagos. I said, I know. If you call me, my landlord too, did not collect one month from me. So I know it doesn't make sense in Lagos. I said, but the wisdom of God. So the guy went to tell the agent. I now told him. He said, no. And he canceled the whole deal. As I lined on my bed, God told me that what is wrong with the agent is his own 10%. Tell him 10% of 6 million is 600,000. We will give you your 600,000 so that you will help him because they won't let you see the owner of the building. So when he heard that we'll give you 600,000, we'll give you your own 10%. But leave me and the woman. Just tell the woman what I said. He said, hey. I said, yeah. I said, if you tell the woman what I said, and she, I will give you. He said, okay, I will. So he told the woman. I told her, I said, let the woman say that that pastor was very stupid. He told me, and the woman said exactly what I said. He said, that must be a very stupid pastor. You know, she's Chinese. She just said that and she walked away. They had a board meeting the following week or like two days after. And they finished the meeting and she wanted to crack a joke. And she told her that, you know, I'm building in the in, uh, roundabout. That one idiot called himself a pastor. He said that he will pay on a monthly basis. It, she thought everybody would laugh. And the Chinese, the Indian man who was her sister, Nimish. Mr. Nimish told her that, ah, uh, we are planning to start producing bread, ground floor. If the church is on first floor, just put a door that they come in through the bread factory. He said, when they are going in, they will be buying bread. He said, their members will be buying things. 
He says, well, at least if we don't sell at all, we sell on Sunday. Because people will be hungry. They'll buy our meat pie. They'll buy our drinks. And everybody on the table nodded that it's our God is great. When we came in, they started saying, they moved it. 500,000 a month. Later, they said, we'll be on, a, on their generator. We'll be, so, 500 became 800,000 a month. After two months, it was choking. Up. Where in this month then? Or this many that's okay. So I asked the, the, fine, the guy, the lady in charge of my office, I said, How much do we have? The whole total money we have as a church. She started around 80,000. I said, Take everything and go and give it to Fountain of Life. Everything. It is called the supernatural wisdom of God. I said, Because 380 is far from 800. She did. I said, So let's all sit down and be looking at God. Either we are embarrassed so that God too will be embarrassed. A week or two after, the woman came upstairs. God there, but the hall was looking very fine. Ah, she came when nobody was around. She had the key. She opened it. She entered. She told her PA, that is very fine, you know, and that the church only meets seven on Wednesday and Sunday morning. Said so the woman said yes. Said so only the pastor comes to the office once uh, during the day. So the woman called me. Said Shola, Shola, that's what I called me. Said your hall is beautiful. He said the supermarket downstairs. They do 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day. They pay 800,000. They pay, they collected money from them for two years, but an equivalent of 800,000 per month. He said, You, you are paying 300,000 for our generator but every month, but you are only there. In the, you're only there two hours on Wednesday, three hours on Sunday. It's all other days you lock your hall and you are paying 300,000 diesel. He said, It doesn't make sense. He said, You know what? If you allow me when I have a special guest, when I have a special guest, to bring them and entertain them in your hall, once or twice in a week, during the day, to affect your service, he said, then I will slash the whole money you are paying to two. I told you that I said, I know she wants to take the whole bathroom. I said, no, she said that it will affect, and the Lord said to me that let it be. So I called, I said, there's no problem. When I'm brethren, we spent three years in between. She moved the money from 800 to 380,000 per month. We spent three years in the hall. She never entertained guests once. Not once. It's as if she even forgot about it. I have seen God at work to believe. Living witness all over this place. And the, that's why I called her name. She is not a Christian. So she will tell you the truth. She's still in Nigeria. She's almost 70. It's a Chinese woman. These are miracles. I went to preach. I told her she didn't like Jesus. I saw you. He said, I don't like Buddha either. He said, I'm just practicing because I'm here. He said, I just don't like. But there was time she ran into trouble. Then she called me some prayer. I said, Madam, so you believe in prayer now. But he said, Don't tell me about Jesus. Just pray. That's what she said. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I want to say this to somebody. Now, I don't know whether this will be first service or second service. I should be able to say exactly. I told the leaders this morning. On Friday, I was praying. For a year, we came on this place on a long list and we paid for some years. I was supposed to pay for more years than we did. Favor opened the door. They just told us, okay. Somebody paid times two number of the years we paid for. The man showed me this. 
checks they wrote, 10 checks, the lawyer, and they sent it back to them. This week, immediately after the pandemic, they called us again and they said that, okay, you pay for some year. We are still ahead. We still have money ahead. But they want us to add another year to what we are paying. Maybe they are, maybe they need money, I don't know. It's owned by a group of people, this place. But people that own this place, they own the next compound also. And I told the leaders, by the grace of God, we have no problem at all. We are going to give them a check on Monday. Why preparing? Something came to my spirit. I was walking around on Friday praying about something else. And this dropped in me. There is someone listening to me. You, it's like a part between you and God. You've always desired that when it comes to finances, God will use you mightily and do something. This was how it came to me. Now I'm saying to you, we have what it takes to pay. We are not beggars. But the Lord said, I should announce there is somebody in the congregation who can take this up. So the church will not need to, even though the church is more than prepared to. What will that do to you? I am not the one telling you to do that. It's an expression of your faith. It is called quantum leap. Putting yourself in a position to do, it's not, this is not contribution, everybody contributing, no, no, no. We are doing that for annual conference, but there is an individual, or maybe a group of individuals, but the way it comes, there is someone. There, this is a call to you, a challenge. You know why? A time comes when we say as a church we want to build. We attend and say, when we say we want to build, even if the building will cost five billion, there will be individuals that would have been promoted enough by God to chest it without feeling it. Say loud amen to that. Pastor Bakari told Pastor Adebo when he was in redeem. If you are if church needs anything below a certain amount, before you announce, don't announce the church, just tell me. God will raise people in our midst. Always say more than that. Your own will be that anything below five billion, tell me. Maybe it's one than five billion, you can tell four of us. But if it is low, you better, the way some people are looking at me, you are thinking that this is for someone else. The part of the one that's supposed to be might not be for you. The person will know. This is, these are the things of the spirit, not, not for everybody. The person will know. But the part that I said that in the days to come, a time will come that no matter what they mention, it is for all of you. Better say loud, amen. amen. Did you get what I've just said now? Let's rise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise. We worship you. We adore your name. You see, when they called me immediately after the pandemic and said that, uh, I jokingly told the lawyer, I said, we did not have service for seven months, and this is what we are, you are welcoming us with. He's probably watching now. He's a barista in our baby that is charging me. I sat by when he told me, I smiled and I said, that for seven months we did not meet. I said, boy, he said, everybody knows and, and blah, blah, blah. But I said to God, Lord, thank you. You knew that they would ask before they ask, there is already a provision. Yeah. If, as I have said, you feel challenged that it's you, respond. Yeah. I am I'm picturing a situation where church is not the one writing the check and I can give you the name of the lawyer I see an individual doing it and because of what he said because days to come you'll be empowered to do many more things like that which is yeah, blessed be the name of the Lord, is somebody with me hallelujah, amen 
the time is here where whatever I want to do in the church, it will be an individual that will do it. And that individual is you. So what will church do with church money? We are building houses for the poor. I've told you before the vision of hospital where treatment will be free, right? I told you the vision of secondary schools, primary schools that can compete with schools abroad, but that there's no tuition fee, no school fees, no nothing. And it's not only for Christians. Whether you're a Christian or you're a Muslim, you pass the exam, we admit you at school. Down to your uniform, it is paid for by the church. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. When I sit down for guys on the road, I imagine that let it be that their children are in our school and they are not paying a dime. It will change the attitude. When your child is in an international school and you are not paying a dime because a church is paying everything. They are in the boarding house, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They bill on us. Remoting our society. And in 30 years, we are talking about a new Nigeria. Not only by prophecy, but by prophecy showing in action. Is somebody with me? This is where we are going. And it shall come to pass. That's why none of you can afford to be poor. So your prosperity is not to buy 30 cars and impress your neighbor. There is a work to do. A time comes, singles in this church, you have, you go and rent a seven-bedroom duplex as a single guy. Not because you want to show up, because you are going to take 17 people living with you. Seven people living with you. As a single lady, you are going to pick girls from the streets and bring them to your house. When you are married, your husband might not allow that. But now that you are 23 and you have money to rent a seven-bedroom duplex with two-bedroom BQ, and there are 10 girls living with you and you are the one paying their school fees. You are their hope. Their mom left them to be walking on the streets. You pick them and put them in a model school and they live with you. When you say, let's pray over breakfast in the morning, 10 people are your table and the breakfast is coming just from your pockets. Don't you think that is a true definition of blessing? Then five of them gain scholarship, they go abroad, they will never forget you, but you are not even doing it for them to remember you. When they go, another badge comes in. Yes. A man wants to marry you, he comes to your house. He sees what you have done, he shakes. Glory to God. To me, that is life. That is life. I, I, I do not mean by sharing what Do you feel happy when you pay people school fees? Those are the days you come out smiling, not because you bought a new shoe. You have just paid the level school fees. You are happy. You are full of joy that people are in school because of you. What a joy it produces. So you are not scrambling for house rent. You are helping people. And after 11, you say, Lord, in 2021, help me move from 11 to 21. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you. Oh, Father, we thank you. It's time for second service. We give you praise. Rejoice and give God praise. Just thank him. Worship him. Oh, blessed be your name. Thank you, Father. We give you all the glory. We worship you. Be thou exalted in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. 
I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, well, be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you.